I'm Bill Pollack. Thanks for being along with us. What is a fish kill event? One happened at the Lake of the Ozarks. We'll hear from the Missouri Department of Conservation. The heat and drought in Missouri obviously affecting farmers, but for plants and flowers around your house, we'll have ways to protect your garden with MU Extension. Missouri's marijuana use is on the rise. The Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services will be on the program to talk about new packaging. Every year, Congress considers a bill that affects hundreds of thousands of Missourians. It is the Defense Authorization Bill, the NDAA, which funds military bases and troops. Missouri's U.S. Senator Eric Schmidt is on the powerful Senate Armed Services Committee, and Ashley Byrd has asked him for an update on the bill from Capitol Hill. Yeah, so we had the big markup. Um, we finished that, um, which was sort of a marathon, couple-day session to get that in place out of committee and go to the Senate floor. The House is doing their version as well. And that's obviously the big the big bill that authorizes all of the expenditures related to our national defense. And so I serve on the Senate Armed Services Committee and uh, we're pretty successful in making sure that Missouri's interests, we've got a proud tradition of you know military culture and readiness right here in Missouri, whether it's Whiteman Air Force Base or Fort Winter Wood or all the men who served. And so I'm proud to serve in that committee. We were able to do that, move those interests forward, uh, and also make sure that we're recognizing the real threat that China poses to the United States and other folks in that region. So there are some uh, important investments made, I think, for that kind of readiness as well. Hey, I want to ask you about that. Let's talk about a few of the big wins for Missouri, in your opinion. There's a long list here that you sent of uh, of different funding uh, that is listed in here that has to do with Missouri. What are two or three of the biggies that you'd like to talk about? I think making sure we're taking care of our uh, men and women uh, who serve, um, whether that's uh, um, on the housing side and you know, improvements for the quality of life for military members and their families at Fort Underwood, making sure uh, White and Air Force Base remains. You know, we've had the B-2 bomber there uh, for years, and that is a critical uh, piece to the sort of nuclear triad for our national defense and, and making sure that that uh, remains um, an important thing. We were successful in being able to do that. There's also a lot of uh, other places in Missouri that support that kind of, whether it's uh, production or it's uh, you know, other national security interests. I mean, we've got in Kansas City the, the, uh, the Nuclear Security Administration that's there that does a lot of uh, important work on, um, on modernization. We've got in St. Louis, of course, you've got the, the NGA facility. That's, that's really important. But I think also keeping in mind our supply chain management, um, there's certainly a demand signal that's being sent right now. I mean, we, um, China, for example, has you know, uh, three times the number of uh, naval shipyards to build a Navy that's bigger than ours right now. So I think we've got to be mindful of this, uh, where we're at, and also uh, making sure we're competitive in winning uh, the space race. Um, a lot of these new technologies are in space. The United States has to remain uh, the dominant figure in space. China is, is our pacing challenge. And so I think from a Missouri perspective and a national security perspective, those things go hand in hand because Missouri plays a really important role in our national defense. You mentioned military families. I do want to ask you about this because the state government um, engaged a reciprocity program for military spouses. Not all states do that. So there's a there's a piece in here uh, that you uh, co-sponsored with Senator Ossoff, I think, from Georgia, is that correct? Who that expands reimbursements for 
spouses that have to re-up licenses, certifications, relocation costs every time their spouse in the military moves. Um, that's something that seems like Missouri kind of got ahead of. Is that what this is about? Yeah, and we, um, I'm proud. It's, it's a bipartisan effort. Uh, Senator Ossoff from Georgia and I worked together to introduce a, a bipartisan bill, the Military Spouse Career Support Act, uh, which increases that job flexibility for military spouses during those relocations. So um, they're able to, um, as they're moving from one place to another, um, whether they're a nurse or whether they're a teacher, this really helps them, um, you know, seamlessly get involved in the community, do what they do, and, and serve our communities in those ways. I mean, these are just these are uh, very important things, I think, to make our military men and women and our spouses know that Missouri is a place where we're going we're gonna to be looking out for you and do these kinds of things that are common sense to support them. You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Ashley Bird here with U.S. Senator Eric Schmidt. Was there anything coming into the Armed Services Committee as a civilian that surprised you? I know this is a, is a top assignment. Is there anything that surprised you or, or that you learned that you didn't know before that you could share with the public? Well, I was grateful to get the uh, uh, the appointment of that committee. That's a, a very important uh, committee, not just for Missouri, but for the country. And I think that uh, as I've been part of the open hearings and, of course, the classified and top secret um, hearings about what our threats are, it's certainly eye-opening. I mean, you look around the world, and, uh, and China is playing for keeps. Um, I mean, the Chinese, the, the spy balloon, I think, raised that awareness of what their intentions are. They had a spy balloon that traversed across the continent of the United States, including over white men in St. Louis. Um, and I think that opened a lot of people's eyes. But the truth is um, they have built islands in the South China Sea that are fully weaponized with anti-aircraft missiles, anti-ship missiles. Um, they have designs on world domination. And um, we've got to be prepared for that. We, from a readiness perspective, uh, to make sure we're defending our homeland and also understanding, I think, more than anything, the threat that China poses. I would say that's been the most eye-opening thing. I mean, I certainly understood that going in. Um, but when you get more and more information from a technical perspective of what they're doing and the advances that they've made, uh, it's very concerning. And I think part of my job is to make sure that the Missourians understand that um, from, from my position on that committee and working for everything we can to protect the United States. You included some things uh, about the culture of the military in this that you were advocating for uh, had to do with DEI training and education and use of that sort of thing. First, do you think this will stay? And my other question is, should that be left to the military leadership to decide the culture um, of, of its troops? Well, I think our military has been, you know, one of the great meritocracies in human history. I mean, people from every single ring of the socioeconomic ladder, including the lowest, have gone on to do great things. I mean, they've been war heroes. They've gone on to be generals. Ticker tape parades have been thrown for them in New York City from Missourians. We've got a proud tradition of that, of people who can achieve great things. And part of that culture in the military that's been so successful is that's, you know, this is one mission, and we're in it together. There's a reason why we wear uniforms. There's a reason why there's sort of a standard-issue haircut. Um, what we don't need is politics injected into our military. I think people are what's coming to light now about this really divisive DEI training. It's destructive. We've had military members come to us um, privately and publicly saying this is, this is ripping the fabric of that cohesiveness apart. And so we were able to be successful in getting, number one, an accounting for We've asked Secretary Boyd Austin for an accounting of what kind of trainings, how many man hours have dedicated this. He's uh, not provided that information. 
Uh, so we're going to have the, uh, an audit of that that was successfully put in the NDA. I'm proud of that. And then also a complete hiring freeze on the DEI administrative positions. Um, this is uh, a cottage industry that's developed, and it's a scam. Uh, it's like I said, it's completely destructive to our military. It has no place there. Let's get back to the business of protecting the United States and being ready. Thank you, Senator. I appreciate your time today from Capitol Hill. Thank you for being on our show. Show me today. Take care. Thank you.